going to cross items off your list, you have to be intentional about it. And I think that that takes courage in today's world. And you don't have to quit your job and live in a tiny home and do all those things to cross items off your list. You just have to have the courage to say, this is important to me. Hello, and welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast. I am your guest host, Ruth Zander, and this will be the final show of season one and for the year 2021. Usually each episode, Roger talks with one guest about a single item they have crossed off their list. But today, Roger is sitting on the other end of the interview table. We plan to discuss some of his favorite show moments from this season, discuss some of the crossing off he did in his own life this past year, and hopefully get him to give us a little preview of what the show has in store for us in 2022. Roger, it's great to have you here, and welcome to the show. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it greatly that you're being guest host for me, and um, yeah, I'm excited to do this with you. You're welcome. It's fun. (laughs) So let's start by talking about how this show started. You have been consistently producing episodes for over a month and a half now. So what exactly do you mean by crossing it off? For me, it's crossing something off your bucket list. Um, I have a bucket list. I know some people don't like to call it that. Uh, some people like to call it goal list or life goal list or something like that. And so it's just a matter of having a list that you intentionally cross things off of. Um, I think that it's important to write things down so that you can actually make them become goals instead of just dreams. And so if you have them written down, it's more likely that you're going to actually do the thing on the list. For me, it was crossing it off. I don't care what if it's a bucket list or it's a life goal list or whatever, but it's just crossing. What are you doing to cross those items off your list? Yeah, writing it down definitely helps. What motivated you to want to do a podcast about crossing items off a bucket or slash goal list? Yeah, so going back to 2020, uh, at the end of 2020, we had all just gotten done uh, living through quarantine and pandemic and still dealing with some of those things. Uh, I also had a heart attack at the end of 2020, so I started 2021 definitely reevaluating um, myself and um, the goals that I had in life. And one of those things that I did was I, I decided that I was no longer going to, I no longer wanted to be known for the labor that I sold somebody else that I wanted to be known for the things that I did in that additional time that I had throughout the, you know, throughout my week. Um, I want to be known for those things that I do, not just for labor I sold. I did a job. I was in education. It's one of those jobs everybody thinks, oh, this should be so rewarding for you to do this job. And it was, and I enjoyed it. I wanted to be out doing things in the world. And so I think it was probably March or April of, of this year. I changed my um, I changed my status on Facebook working to be head crosser offer of my bucket list. <laughs> and that was became my intention for the year. Um, we had already you and I had already decided we were gonna do the Camino de Santiago, visit Spain. And so that was already on the list, and I was thinking of ways that I could kind of monetize that experience in some way or share or share it. Um, 
And so a podcast and, and some other ideas came up um, to do it. I did two episodes before we left in August of this year. Um, that I didn't do anything until around November, um, and I picked it back up. Um, when we went on the trip, that took a lot of time. I was going to actually record pods while I was out, um, when meeting new people, but then when I got engrossed in the experience, I just didn't feel like that was appropriate for me. And so um, coming back um, from that trip, I decided that uh, I wanted to take a, an adult gap year, and so uh, which I tell people is I am doing only things that I enjoy doing and want to do and this podcast has become one of those things and so in November of this past year I really started concentrating on it and reaching out to try to find guests and figuring out what I needed to learn to do it and started up so that's yeah, been a month and a half and um, we're done with the year we're gonna start a new one here soon so why a podcast yeah, there's. I think I saw the number the other day. There's 840,000 podcasts right now available to people. Wow. It's a pretty saturated market. Um, I've used, I've tried to do some other things online before in previous years, past five, six years. I've tried a couple of different things. And this format for me, when I thought about doing it, was very, very familiar. Um, I... I was telling a friend, a very close friend of mine, about what I was planning on doing with this podcast. And he was like, yeah, that's you, right? You you know how to meet new people and ask them questions and figure out stuff about their life and, and get to know them. And so what better way to do that than through a podcast? And I didn't want it to be just about me and the things that I was crossing off my list. I didn't want it to be... This is Roger, you know, follow my journey, blah, 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 which I do on Instagram. I do do that on Instagram. But for the podcast, I wanted it to be other people's stories. I wanted to have a platform where I could tell um, the stories of other people. What is your intention for the listener to take away from the show? Yeah, most definitely I want them to be either two things, uh, get inspired to cross things off their list. Um, or find actual uh, tools for them to cross things off the list, to empower them. So it's inspiration and empowerment is really what I want the show to do for folks. Um, and, I, and that's why I really want to have um, all sorts of types of guests and tell all sorts of different kinds of stories because I don't want it to be just one a monochrome, you know, have one theme. I want it to be, I want someone to look at this list of, of all the different episodes and say, oh, I've been thinking about crossing that off my list. I'm going to go and listen to this person. So That's great. You are really good at meeting people and asking good questions. Thanks. So which episode so far was or has been particularly motivating for you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a pretty broad question from the motivation standpoint. I, I think um, the first episode with Rochelle was probably the most motivational. Let's take a listen to a piece of that interview now. Did vlogging that, do you think it changed your experience? Would you do that again? Or, or was, you know, how did that affect the overall experience for you? I will always be a vlogger. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody has their way of doing things and there's no wrong way or right way. Absolutely. You know, as I was preparing for my journey, people were like, oh no, you need to 
not have technology, just listen to the birds and nature. And that's well and good for, for you if that's what you want to do and, you know, go for it. Um, but like you said, walking that long, I think you do need some distraction. I would probably have gone a little bit <laughs> crazy if, if, if I didn't have someone to talk to. Right. Uh, you know, people journal. No one says like, oh, well, don't journal. Right. And exactly. this, was, this was my way of journaling. It was a video diary for me. It was a way to document my thoughts and my feelings. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I, I don't, I didn't share every single thought in my brain. I shared a lot and, and in my heart, but, um, but that was a way for me to, to just get out what I was, what I was feeling. And, and that is like journaling. It's just video journaling. So that was an important part for me. And then also I wanted to share with my family and friends, obviously. Sure. Um, so, and to just have that documented, like, yeah, I did that. So why was this particularly motivating to you? I found Rochelle on YouTube while I was preparing for our Camino de Santiago in this past August, mm-hmm. um, so, which was a major thing for me to cross off my bucket list, traveling across Spain for 450 miles. And um, so I found her YouTube videos. She vlogged every day. So I got in a YouTube hole of watching as many videos as I could about the about the journey. And, and hers, she just did a really good job. And so it was really motivational from the standpoint of that I was about ready to cross this thing off my list. And it really made me feel more empowered to do it by listening to her. So I think that was one of the major motivational episodes for me personally, especially when it comes to my bucket list. Mm-hmm. That I learned a lot too by watching it. What was the, what was something that you learned? Just like what it was or the albergues, the hostels that you stayed at and would stay at and what it looked like. It was easier to visualize like where you'd be, that you'd be safe and that I, the part that I would join you on, I could kind of imagine what Mm. that would be like. What was the most surprising moment for you in an interview so far? Oh, this is a, this is kind of a process question a little bit because when I first started this, um, I'm growing at doing this. I feel like it's, you know, it's, I haven't put in my ten thousand hours yet to be a to be an expert, but I'm I'm working on those hours. So I think that the interview with Drea was probably there was a very surprising moment in there. So let's listen to a portion of that interview. Well, I mean, my bucket list has a lot of different things that are very different but I think the one that has been on there the longest and I think that's like my one huge life goal Mm -hmm. is to hear an audience sing back my own song lyrics to me and like and have that moment with like the the lights and the lighters and that whole thing you Mm -hmm. always see like sure that yes that vision has always been like my number one bucket list item wow that is uh, that's intense that is big and intense (laughs) it is yeah. It definitely is. I always think of uh, when people talk about that kind of experience. I always think about um, Queen and mm-hmm. and that time when uh, I think it was Live Aid uh, when he was that call and response that he had with the audience that right before they started playing and it's just like that 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 just watching that gives me chills. It do- yeah. Every time I see like a any kind of photo or a shot from someone from that perspective that angle mm-hmm. it it gives me chills. And there, I remember the first time I saw 
I think the movie is called Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Yeah. The Queen movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw it in theaters and there was a scene where he was watching one of their concerts played back with his wife and they were, it was that whole moment. Everyone had their lighters. They were singing one of their love songs back to them. And I remember the person I was watching it with, I was like, that's, I was like, that picture has always been in my mind to have mm-hmm. that moment. And I, I want that in my life. Okay. Tell me more about what was surprising. Well, like I said, it, it's kind of a process thing where I had developed these lists of questions that I thought that I could ask each person, right? I was, I was going to streamline this process. I was going to ask everybody the same questions and it would be super easy to do interviews. And really what I found out about when I was interviewing Drea was that we kind of just clicked. We had the same mindsets a lot. And so it was easy to ask her other questions. And I think that I, because I didn't know what um, Omagashi, Omikase, 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 Omikase sushi is, that I had to do a little bit more prep work than I had done before. So I asked questions. But I think that um, the most surprising thing was that I really got a sense that, okay, my listeners aren't necessarily going to know what that sushi is or who Drea is. But mm-hmm. as we went through the interview, I got more invested in wanting to know more about Drea. And right. so that really became a, a selling point to me that my job is to help tell these stories, is give these folks a platform, but also at the same time help them tell the story that they're trying to get across to these listeners that I hope are trying to cross things off their list. And through that, at the same time, they're also going to be invested in these people. And that's what happened to me. I got more and more we talked on, in the interview, the more and more I was like, oh, I want to know more. What was, you know, so when we got to that point where I, in each interview where I asked the same, where I do ask the same questions now is, you know, what's next on your list? What was completely different? I, my hope is that if, whether it's Drea or anyone else, that my listeners will be excited to hear those other things from those people too. So, um, so yeah, so that was really eye-opening for me to, to, you know, really see, okay, what this could become or what it will become uh, and my role in that process. That's great. Did you have a super funny moment in an interview? Uh, well, it's kind of cheating because the interview with Meryl Klemler, she, she's a comedian, so that's not what I interviewed <laughs> her about, but we had a very good time because it's just easy to be funny with her. So let's take a listen to a piece of that interview with Meryl. So what one thing um, is on your list to cross off that is completely opposite of building an apparel company? Um, is feeding a manatee one of them? <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Really? Yeah. 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 Why, so why that? It's um, definitely different than having t-shirts. You could put a, you try to put a t-shirt on a manatee, but I wouldn't suggest it. That... Oh my god, I would love that. They're, they're too slow to even be pre-canceled. It would be like a, it'd be like a, yeah, I can't even say the propeller thing. But um, I just love manatees. I think they're like the most docile creatures, and I feel like I hope that they're around for like our kids' generations. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how long they're they're gonna go the way of the the dodo. I think pretty soon here. Um, but yeah, it's always been my dream to like bottle feed a manatee or touch one. And so I'm actually going to Florida in January. And um, I've heard that that's when they, they, you know, they come out and they're just like all floating around. So 
why was that so funny? Just the, I think <laughs> the the um, the name of her company pre canceled. I just think it's super hilarious being a, a white cis male over fifty. It's like I always feel like there's a chance that I'm going to get pre canceled just for being me. So <laughs> right. So I so I think that I resonated a lot with what she had um, this. She, to talk about and her company and some of the slogans and stuff that she puts on her shirts. My favorite being, you know, 5G made me do it. Like I definitely <laughs> want to get that t-shirt. So. I love that. Yeah. So it was just, it was just a lot of fun. Which interview inspired you the most to cross an item off your bucket list? Um, that's probably the Carol Yee interview. The, she she had written a memoir. Let's listen to a clip of that interview. Time I read some other place where you said you struggled with getting the book out. What were those things that you struggled with? Why did it take you so long to get the book out? I kept rewriting the the food chapter. Right, <laughs> chapters. That chapter was just so fun. Um, I didn't know how to go about writing a book. I had never done it before. Um, it seemed quite daunting. Um, I didn't know anybody that had written a book other than, you know, kind of a, um, a scholarly uh, type book, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, either a fun book or a memoir or even a novel. I didn't, I didn't know how to start. Um, so I joined some writing groups and, you know, we all were writing our pieces, but it kind of like we were spinning our wheels because nobody in the group knew how to go about publishing book. Um, then I, through LinkedIn, I, I connected with a professor at Georgetown University. Yeah, so for me, that that all has to do with the fact that I'm, that's something I'm gonna, planning on crossing off my bucket list, was writing a memoir this upcoming year. Um, I'm actually going to be taking some time away to myself um, to be able to do that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to taking that time it's specifically about my relationship with my father and my relationship with my son and some of the things we have in common and some of the things we don't have in common in those relationships so i'm i'm ex excited about doing that so education was your previous line of work right so what has been the hardest part of transitioning to podcasting for you yeah t the technical aspects especially with the audio is just something that's definitely been harder for me. Um, not something I did on a regular basis, day in, day out, dealing with students. Mm -hmm. So learning audio, trying to figure out um, DIY things that I can do in the house to make the audio sound better. Um, yeah, so that part, learning the software to edit. Um, it's just frustrating trying to figure out how to dip the intro music so that you can hear the cold open and then bring it back up. It was, you know, it's just small stuff like right. that. You don't think about that. Just it's that those things cardboard on the tech. Box. Yeah. Cardboard box <laughs> around the microphone to help the, the sound a little bit. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's those things that, you know, aren't things that I did on a, on a regular basis in my other job. How did you find your guests? Ah, well, uh, first started off just asking friends and people I knew that I felt had interesting stories. Uh, and then I moved to um, a website called matchmakerfm.fm that actually does just that. You can find um, guests uh, for your podcast or you can promote yourself as a, to be a guest on a podcast. And so I've been trying to use that service. And um, then the other thing that I found was that was a really good thing was to ask my the guests that I did find. 
at the end of our interviews and when we're off the air, I, I ask them, you know, is there someone you know that might make a good guest on the show? Because it seems like everyone has a good time when they're on the show. So it's a good time to say, hey, do you know somebody? You know, right. and, and I've gotten a few other guests that way. Have you? Oh, yeah. yeah that's and great. so um, the and then just yesterday I had my first cold cold call uh, for someone that, that thought that they might be a good guest for the show and wanted to be on the show. And that was like, that's, that's my goal. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's what I want. I don't want to have to do all that, that work. <laughs> I'd rather have people just, you know, email me and which you can at crosseroffer at gmail.com. You can email me if you think you have a great story. And um, yeah. Nice plug there. Yeah, no that's doubt. <laughs> but that's, that's the hopefully the goal is that people will come with their stories that want to be told. Yeah, that's great. What has been a piece of podcasting that is similar to your previous work? You've talked about some of the differences. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with relationship building. Um, when I was in education, it was relationship building with students, other staff members. Um, and in this case, it's building a relationship with the guests mm-hmm. as well as building a relationship with listeners. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that th- through for listeners through Instagram and then for um my guess it's the way I do it is just however we communicate. However we've started communication, I can try to keep that up. Um, it's a very reciprocal thing. You know, you mm-hmm. promote my stuff, I promote your stuff. Um, and just being there and, and continuing that relationship on, uh, I think that's super important. Not just because I'm a small podcast, but because that's the way I view life is building relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that um, people that come on the show feel like they're a part of something. Right. And not just that I use them for their audience or something like that. It's that they're becoming part of something bigger uh, than them and me, hopefully. I feel like that and the, the relationship building comes through in your podcast. I, I am biased, but I do. I feel like it does come through. <laughs> Thanks. Are there certain character traits that you look for in a guest? Oh, just just passion, right? And it's 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 the hardest thing I think I've, I've trying to get people to to figure out is that yes we've had you know caitlin was on the show and she visited all seven continents before she graduated from college and that's a miraculous feat um but i've also had people that it's the things aren't that that um maybe say outrageous or huge right um endeavors and i think that that's really what i want people to see is that it's not does the what you crossed off isn't important as much as it is that you have passion for it mm-hmm. in a guest. I just want you to have passion. You know, even Drea's eating the sushi, that type of sushi in Tokyo, right? It, that's, I mean, she had to go to Tokyo to do it. It's to, the to, best. Oh, my <laughs> Yeah, for her to do it. But it's it's not like it's something she couldn't do or it was hard right. to do. Or she could have done it here. They offer it here, but it was something she wanted to do in Japan. And so that's something I'm looking forward to is helping people understand that, you know, it can be tap dancing. It doesn't have to be learning tap dancing over the age of 60, which I have a guest that will be next month. Next month will be a guest that's done that. I will, I've, at the same time, I want it to be um, someone who's raised a million dollars for with their artwork, which I also have somebody coming up that's done that. So it's, it's whatever it is. You, your list is your list. Your list is your list. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to judge the list, nor do I want my nine listeners to judge the list. 
I just want passionate people that want to tell a story and allow me to help them tell that story. And that's the only qualifier I have. Really, it's, you know, it's well, I always have this interesting conversation with, with people that I talk to for the first time about being on the show. Just, you know, let's work through what is this thing that, that you're going to talk about? What is this one thing? You know, it goes back to the city slickers. You know, what's that one, one thing? thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, but that's, but that's, so it doesn't matter what that thing is. It's, are you passionate about it? Mm-hmm. So I listened to all of them, of course, and a few things that stuck out to me in terms of character traits are courage and in some ways going against the grain. Mm. So another way to say it is, of course, a desire to live out, to live their authentic selves and tell them their own story. So, you know, why do you think that is? I think it's, I think it, you, you have to, if you're going to cross items off your list, you have to be intentional about it. And I think that that takes courage in today's world. And you don't have to quit your job and live in a tiny home and do all those things to cross items off your list. You just have to have the courage to say, this is important to me. Yeah. And that's really what it is. Is, is this important to me to do? Um because you could have something on your list, and if it's always there, it's there for 15, 20, 30, 40 years, it's just a dream. But when you intentionally say, you, you garnish the courage to say, I'm going to do this at whatever cost it is, I'm going to make this happen. That is really bucking the system itself, because because you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to go with the flow, put right. it in your 40, 50 hours, you know, do the things you're supposed to do for your family, do all those things. And you're not supposed to look outside for yourself. I heard somebody the other day, somebody who's having issues in their marriage said, said to me, you know, I'm learning that it's not just, I'm not just supposed to take care of this other person, but I'm, but I'm supposed to take care of myself. Right. And I'm, I'm just as important in this relationship. And I think that's what, what you see there is people deciding that they're the most important thing. And it's not selfish. Because when we do those things, when we when we act on those, we take that courage, and when we go against the grain like that, we actually get stronger as individuals. And as, and as stronger individuals, we can be stronger in our relationships with other people. So I think so I think we get beat down, but if you do those things, don't have courage, don't don't go against the grain because that's selfish. that's selfish, yeah. right? But if you follow your passion, then you have much more to give to mm-hmm. someone else or mm-hmm. to give life or it brings joy and that spreads that's just contagious i think yeah, me too what if people have something on their their list and they they start embarking upon it and then and i think scrap this i could have no. and then they like say that's not actually something i'm really passionate about yeah you're talking about trial and error yeah, right? I guess like because that's not failure; that's trial and error. So, so you don't, especially if you're younger. I think you know, working with teenagers like I had, I constantly tried to tell them, just try stuff, just try stuff, because you, you you don't know In what you want. Otherwise, you don't yet. know, right. right? You're not sure. You have right. an idea, but until you actually try something, right? That might not. I think so. It, so I'll give you. I'll give you yeah, we are yeah. We, because Sometimes. we're afraid to fail. Yes. Right. So I think one of the things, one of the examples I can give from my personal life is that, you know, I attempted the whole Camino de Santiago, 495 right. miles across northern Spain, and I 
made the trip. <laughs> I didn't walk all 500 miles, but I made the trip. Right. Um, and it definitely showed me that, you know, I can't do the Pacific Coast Trail. I can't, I physically can't do the Pacific mm. Coast Trail. I physically can't do the AT, I, you know, the Appalachian Trail. I, I can't do those to become a triple crown through hiker. It's just not physically for me personally in my wheelhouse anymore. Maybe 10 years ago, I probably could have done that. Maybe. But, but right. I just, that showed me that I couldn't, that I couldn't do that. But what can I do? Right. I can go and be a trail angel for a week at one of each of those on each of those trails. Mm-hmm. I could do that. I could mm-hmm. put a camp together and have a doctor and a cook and somebody to fix equipment and just have a spot for a week that, that through hikers can stop and, you know, just hang out and get rest and That's care. So- that's a great idea. And so, so it's not it's not through hiking. It's not becoming a triple crown, you know, through hiker, which would be great to be able to say that you were, that I was, if I could do it. But I can't. So what can I do? So I, I don't think I would have known that if I hadn't attempted the Camino. It seems like a lot of your guests traveled as part of the item that they crossed off. So how does the show relate? to those who have bucket list items that aren't necessarily related to travel. Yeah, I would I would start off by saying we're only eight, nine episodes in. That's true. <laughs> and so um, I'm my hope and my goal is that more people will come forward that have just learned a skill or um, and I think too, I think I've trying to to um, find folks and get folks to talk about not just travel, but intentional travel. Like I, like I, mm. I did this traveling, but what was the intention or the purpose behind doing that traveling? So I have someone coming up that took a sabbatical mm-hmm. and a, a mini sabbatical to Hawaii. And through talking to that person, I'm like, we can drop the Hawaii part. Right? The Hawaii part isn't quite as important as you taking the sabbatical. That's the story that, that we want to tell. So, right. so okay. was there travel involved in that person's bucket list item? Yes, but it's not necessarily the main purpose. And I think just in general, I, um, my goal is to have more and more folks that it's not based on travel. Uh, like I said earlier, I think everybody's list is their list and they can do, they put on it whatever they want. I have, I have on my list, uh, being an extra in a Star Wars movie or television show, that's not going to be on everybody's bucket list. <laughs> that's right. So, I hope you do it. You yeah. can do it. But but it's but it's on mine, and uh, and you know I want to make that happen. We'll see. But it's but it's my list. So yeah, I, I hope that I hope that people can find inspiration not just in the in empowerment, not just in the item that's crossed off, but in the process that the people have gone through to cross those items off. So going back to what you asked earlier of that courage and that going against the grain, that inspirational part of someone's story, where that can be just as motivational if you're trying to learn um, how to tap dance at the age of 64. You know, those things right. can still apply to that. It's yeah. not, it's maybe travel and it's different, but it still applies. Mm-hmm. So what's your goal for the second season? Oh. You know, it's easy to say grow. I want the show to grow. I want um, to tell more stories. But I really, you know, personally, I just want to be consistent. I don't, I don't want to miss a week. I want to put out 52 shows. That's my goal is <laughs> over the next years to put out 52 shows. One a week, every Friday morning, 
you know, um, and that's really, that's really where I'm at. It's a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I'm taking an adult gap year to, to be able to have the time to make that happen. But I think that's my goal. And to diver- and again, to diversify the items that are crossed off um, so that we can start hitting, you know, a little bit of everything for everybody. Can you give us examples of some of the guests you'll have on your show next season? Yeah, I've already done, um, I've already got the first four weeks already recorded. Um, but I'm trying to um, get some more recorded and get some more guests um, for the first quarter. But uh, yeah, so I do have a, an artist that decided that she wanted to put it as a goal for herself to raise a million dollars with her artwork. Um, and she accomplished that, which I think is really kind of cool. Plus, she's a really cool artist. It's really kind of interesting what, the way she paints and the medium that she uses. Um, I do have someone that's, that's learning to tap dance uh, that's over the age of 60. Um, not that the age really matters, but it is something they're doing and taking on well into their life, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I have another podcast uh, host that got some pretty famous people on their show that they want to have on their show. So it's going to be interesting talking to him and see how he did that. But also just it's a really cool story. And his podcast is very specific. Yeah, um, I can't. I'm. I'm interested. I can't wait to listen to all of those. Yeah. yeah. At the end of each episode, you ask your guests the same two questions. So I'm going to ask you the same uh, ones. <laughs> so what is something on your list that is completely different than hosting a podcast? Uh, I would say something completely different than hosting a podcast would be um, – Sitting ringside at WrestleMania with my dad and my son. I nice. think that's probably as different as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that would be that would be very different than than hosting the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the next thing you're planning to cross off your list? Yeah, I've got you know, this whole year. Uh, this whole adult gap year. A gap year is designed not to be a vacation, but you're actually doing stuff <laughs> during a gap year. And so um, I do have a lot of things on my bucket list that I'm going to attempt to cross off this year. Um, but the next thing, my birthday's coming up, and um, yeah. I'm going to get knuckle tattoos. Oh, <laughs> On your birthday, that's great. Well, or for your not, birthday. For, for my for birthday. birthday. Probably not on my birthday, but I'm definitely going to get him for oh, my birthday. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay, so can you tell us what your knuckle tattoos are going to be? Yeah, I've been thinking about this one for a long time. Um, I have sleeves, complete sleeves right now on both arms. And I haven't really had a desire to get any other tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always thought of knuckles uh, as a thing, so... Uh, I believe I'm going to get do, no, on my right hand and harm on my left hand. So do no harm. On the right hand, nothing on the thumbs. No, no you usually do. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't do anything on the thumbs. It's going to be painful enough as it is. I think it's, yeah. taking out two digits will be <laughs> beneficial for the pain, pain threshold. Okay, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remind us where folks can find more information on you and the podcast? Yeah, you can uh, get the podcasts, hopefully, wherever you find your podcast. If you're listening right now, you've, you've found us, and that's great. 
Um, it's available anywhere that you uh, can download podcasts, pretty much. Um, you can also find uh, the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash crosser offer. And then you can find me on Instagram uh, at crosser.offer. On Instagram, it's about the show, but it's also about me and some of the things I'm crossing off my list. So, so thanks for having me on, Roger. And it's just such a pleasure to listen to you and to see you doing this podcast. I'm so excited for what's next and all the coming episodes in 2022. Well, I appreciate you doing this for, for me and for the show. And um, I look forward to all the, the new 52 episodes that are coming next year. So I would I would say if someone has a passion and wants to share something they've crossed off their list, please email me at crosseroffer at gmail.com and we'll get you on, your story on the show. Definitely. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks.